Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's Freedom f- f- It's Freedom Friday, and today's date is March 16, 2018. All day? All day and night. All right. Till midnight. Okay. Kooky stories, Miss Kapow. Oh, you telling me. Yeah, you know what? I have to, I have to title this episode Spiritual Disorder. Spiritual Disorder. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, well, because I'm thinking like, First, I thought, well, none of these people, none of these things and these stories, none of these, these, whatever they are, are normal, right? So they're like, they're, uh, they have mental disorders. Mm-hmm. So it'd be easy to go, well, they're mentally, you know, ill, but it's beyond that. They're not just mentally ill or physically ill or they're spiritually ill. They're spiritually defunct. Defunct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to be. To uh, to do what uh, I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yucky poo. Crazy. So, uh, just to give a little hint, we're going to talk about this uh, Oklahoma couple. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Beautiful couple they are. Oh. Just happens to be, uh, well, mm, they're related, kind of. Kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, this story, it's It's sad. Because this woman um, commits this, this grievous act upon herself in a drug-induced coma. But the, the, what I'm going to point out in this story is the, the blasphemy on Christianity. And then uh, Stephen Hawking. I know all of you are sad and you're crying and you're going, it's the greatest thing to ever lived. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to show you just a little bit about uh, why he's not or he wasn't. And... Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this uh, Antichrist guy. And now he's mm-hmm. dead. So mm-hmm. now he's going to face those eternal consequences for those blasphemous things and stuff that he promoted because he had an agenda mm-hmm. and he sold out to the uh, to the God of this planet. And then uh, the last one, this is disgusting. And I promise you, I'm not going to get into details because the yeah. article gives them the detail. I'm not going to get into any of this guy's details, but we're talking about this guy uh, who had sex with <laughs> a dolphin and um, and how this relates with the new movie, uh, The Shape of Water. And uh, it's just, it's absolutely spiritually defunct. Uh, amazing. So do you have a, uh, a scripture, Ms. Powell? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, All right. Well, okay. We start off here in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? 
Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor evil or revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And all thought things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meats for the belly and belly for meats, but God shall destroy both of them. And now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that our bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that ye that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Then 90, uh, Psalm 99.5 says, Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. And First Chronicles 16, starting at verse 8, says, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he will have, that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are, are in all the earth. That's right. Only one creator, God. I love the first, um, you know, your first scriptures there about uh, the body mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being joined, you know, with the harlot and fornication and stuff. And I was, you know, as you were reading that, I was thinking, you know, it goes beyond. It's not just uh, sex with a prostitute or fornicating or, you know, sexual sins. That's what that's what Paul's writing about. But as you were re- as you were reading that, I thought, who's the biggest whore? Who's the biggest whore in all of history that the Bible talks about? Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. Mystery Babylon. So to be involved in the world in any aspect, not just a false religion, because they're all false. <laughs> if you're not following the biblical Christ and his mandate and what he did for you, then it's a false religion. Even if you call it a Christian religion, it's a false religion because you're not following the true commands of God, period. Mm -hmm. So if God says, thou shalt not have any other gods before me and you have gods before him, I don't care if you're doing that under the context of your Christian religion. It's a false religion. So Babylon is the biggest, biggest whore ever, mm-hmm. ever in, in, in our known history, in the universe, 
The Bible says she's the mother of harlots, Mm -hmm. riding the beast. See, that's the world. So to be involved in the world in any aspect, to be in love with it, to have affinity for the things of the world, you're an enemy of God. Yeah. Even if you call yourself Christian, you're an enemy of God. That's just the way it is. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Yeah, love for the world is not the love is not the love that came from God. Absolutely not. So that scripture there saying, be not joined with a harlot. Mm-hmm. Don't be joined with the world. You know, uh, I was having a conversation with Miss Capal the other day. We were watching something on YouTube and and um, I don't know what sparked this, but I used to actually believe this. Even as a as a young man being raised in church, even even as a as a, a person earning a degree in biblical studies, I believed this. The thing I believed, and I used to say this all the time, when we get to heaven, we're gonna be surprised at who's there and who's not there. Mm-hmm. And I would say things like, You're gonna be surprised to look around in that local pastor that preacher or that evangelist you thought was so great you know uh, it's not going to be there but that you're going to see native americans and you might see um you know some buddha hindu guy or something and the reason why is because like the native americans or mesoamericans even hey maybe you're going to see some aztecs and mayans in heaven because well they called they called it the great spirit mm-hmm. or they called it Quetzalcoatl, but it was still God, you know? So I had this, this, it's not pantheism, but I had this thing like there's, there's many, many cultures and many people that uh, like, like Islam, they call him Allah, but you know, who cares what he's called? Allah, Buddha, great spirit, it's all God, mm. right? Mm. And I actually used to say stuff like that. You'll be surprised you've seen heaven. You know, there are going to be many Native Americans. There's going to be, you know, Aztecs. Because in my mind, it was a faulty thinking. It wasn't a biblical thinking, so it's not based on truth. If it's not based on the truth of Scripture, it's faulty. In my mind, I thought, because they're good people and they're religious or spiritual in that sense, Right? Mm-hmm. They they're going after the the great spirit that they're worshiping uh, Allah or you know, as as God. He has different. Jesus has a God has different names. Call him Jesus. Call him call him Muhammad. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they're good people. They're good people. That means in the end, uh, you know, God will honor that. Wrong. Mm. I was wrong, and when I came to the realization of the real God. And when I came to that stark reality that there is only one way, folks, I don't care who tells you any different. I don't care how you slice it or how they dice it or how they present it to you. There is only one way, one, one way to God the Father. That's right. There are not many paths. There's not the great spirit path. 
There's not the Allah path. There's not the Buddha path. There's not the new age path. There's not the Billy Graham path. There's not the Stephen Hawking path. There's only one path to God, the father, and that's through his son. Amen. Jesus Christ, who was God Mm -hmm. made flesh and redeemed you with his own divine blood. That's right. That's why there is no other way to God. Only God could pay the sacrifice for our stupidity. That's right. That that's why the serving the great spirit or going after a non-biblical Cheez-Its won't cut it Mm -mm. in biblical truth. Only one way. So whoever tells you, oh, there's other paths or I'm just, you know, we can do this and do that. Wrong. They're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. And they will lead you, if possible, out of ignorance, albeit so most of the time, to hell. Mm -hmm. To hell. Well, how can that be? Because there's only one way. Mm -hmm. And that's through the real Jesus, not the phony Jesus, not the Cheez-Its, not the the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not Cheez-Its. Not the Cheez-Its of your American Western Christianity. Happy, clappy churches. And that's why it says that we are to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get to know him. And as you get to know him, then you see the counterfeits. Mm -hmm. Right? I've always said this. You know, when in law enforcement, when you would study counterfeit bills, and how to recognize, um, you know, counterfeit currency. You didn't study the counterfeit. You studied the real thing. That's what you looked at. Real dollars, real bills. Mm -hmm. And once you understood what the real bill looked like, when a counterfeit was presented to you, you knew right away. Right. It felt different. It, it was it was a different feeling. It looked different. The colors were off. You 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 find out what's false by studying what's real. Mm-hmm. Only the scriptures contain what's real. That's why we have the scriptures. You cannot throw the scriptures out and expect to find truth. Mm-mm. God's not going to put a revelation down in your brain and download you truth. The truth is only is written for you. And you have to you have to dig that out. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's there for us. Woo! I just got done preaching a sermon, Miss Kappa. That's right. That's right. I just thought I'd have to say that. I mm-hmm. just that was just that just came out. Yeah. Do not let don't let anybody deceive you, mm-hmm. my dear listeners. Don't let anybody deceive you. There is only one way. That's right. Not two ways, not three ways, not having only one way to God the Father. That's through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you're not serving the real Jesus that you can learn about, just like you said, Ms. Capel, grow in the knowledge of Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't do that by just hoping it's downloaded to you. Mm-mm. You have to study. You have to read about him. You have to have a fellowship. You have to have a relationship Mm -hmm. with the real Jesus, not 
the religious Jesus. No. That's a Cheez-Its. You've got to understand that. You have to look at the real to understand the phony. Mm-hmm. And that's we, why we're supposed to be doers of the word, not just hearers. Because we deceive ourselves if we're not doing the word. That's right. You deceive yourselves. Amen. Because you're just practicing religion. All right, Ms. Kapow, shall we go on? Sure. This is, uh, this is disgusting. Spirit- yeah, disgusting. <laughs> it's spiritual disorder. It's, just, it's called spiritual retardation. Um, you name it. But these, this, this is, uh, this is the world we live in. Yuck. And it's Satan's world, folks. Satan. Oh, he didn't create anything. He couldn't create anything. He's not, he has no power to create. Mm-mm. But he is the, the God, he's the prince, and he's the, the power, he's the principality of the air. Uh, this is his planet, it's his prison planet. He operates society. Um, he's the zeitgeist he's here. The, yeah, you know, and his little uh, butt buddies, those are the kings of the earth. Those are the humans who sell out. And you've heard me talk about this over and over again, successful people who are really successful Musicians, artists, booksellers, professors, TV stars, celebrities, whatever, politicians, they're, they're on the top, top level. They don't get there because they're good people. They don't get there for not selling out to the boss. And the boss is running this world. That's why he was able to take the son of God up to the mountains and show him several things. Take him up. And he said to Jesus Christ, who was God made flesh, right? Mm-hmm. What? Well, let me go back a little bit. Nothing was made that wasn't made through him. That's right. Christ, all the creative stuff that you, that tree in your backyard, everything that was made was made through him. He's the creator of God. He's the creator of force. Mm-hmm. So, so this fallen angel has the balls to take the creator God on a high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the earth and actually say to God who created, who spoke in the universe with one word spoken the universe by his word Mm -hmm. folks. Unlike what Stephen Hawking would tell you if he were alive but God spoke in the universe with his word. So this fallen angel has the nerve to take the God, the creator God in flesh and show him and all the kingdoms of his stupid earth. Mm-hmm. Of, do you know what I'm talking? That's crap. Mm-hmm. The kingdoms of this earth are crap. They're feces. It should be hosed off. It's crap. He shows them all the crap and he says, all this crap can be yours if you'll bow down and worship me. That's right. And he's been saying that to every stupid human since. And that's why they get the success they do in the crappy world that we're in. That's right. I just preached another. I just did another. Lesson. I know. Folks, you're getting, you're getting so much. You're getting so much for your money today. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting, you know what? You're getting double the value of what you're paying. 
Oklahoma mom who once married her son. Oh. She's going to go to jail, Miss Capel. Oh. Why? Oh, she's going to go to jail now because she met her daughter. Her daughter. She once married her son. Yeah. And now she's going to marry her daughter. Yeah. We kid you not. Fuji, 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 Fuji. Her name is Patricia Ann Spann. And she's 46. Oh. And her biological daughter is named Misty Velvet Dawn Spann. And she's 26. So. And they got married in the town of Lawton about 17 months after same-sex marriage became legal in the state of Oklahoma. What do I always tell you about legalizing gay marriage? That what It was sold to everybody. They can have equal rights and then they'll have insurance and love is love, right? Mm. And, the, and the people that were against it, including myself, said, it's just the start of opening up. Yeah, it and, always does. And here's here's it? what here's one example of it. Okay, mm-hmm. seventeen months after same sex was legal, she marries uh, her daughter. Go ahead. Ms. Yeah, Kyle. and to get around the potential snag of their shared family name, um, Patricia Spann listed her name as Patricia Ann Clayton on the pair's marriage license application, and for her part in marrying her daughter, two years after she was legally allowed to contact her children following an annulled marriage to her biological son. What? Yes. Patricia Spann will serve time in jail. The newspaper reporter reported that she pled she pled guilty for felony incest Tuesday and under a plea deal, the 46-year-old will serve 2 years in prison followed by 8 years of probation and she will have to register as a sex offender. I'm surprised the ACLU hasn't jumped on that. Yeah, and apparently in Oklahoma, incest is punishable by up to 10 years. Oh, they're going to have to change that, huh? Mm-hmm. You've got to change that. Um, that's, that's unacceptable. Incest should be uh, uh, totally acceptable, yeah. just like pedophilia and bestiality and every other despicable, abominable thing that's antichrist. Yeah. Now, this Patricia Spann told Child Farrell child welfare investigators that she lost custody of Misty and her two other children before reconnecting with them in 2014. Mm. That's when Patricia and Misty hit it off and started the relationship that eventually landed them both in jail. That's amazing though, Mm -hmm. that the daughter would actually be like her mama. You're right. And I think that after so many years of being disconnected. Yeah. Cause she, she gave her up. When she was a, a child, mm-hmm. you know, because it's obviously Patricia's a piece of work. Um, but that she would be sexually attracted to her own daughter and her daughter sexually attracted to her own mom. That tells you it's spiritual. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Unholy it, soul tile here. It yes. It's a spiritual yeah. disorder. And I, I even think um, generational uh, curses. Curse. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's a generational thing. And that's why the same demon living in the mother lives in the daughter. And lives mm-hmm. in the sun. Yeah. See, it's generational. It's gonna it passes on and passes on. Uh, it's called they're called familiar spirits. Yeah. Her children were legally adopted by their paternal grandmother after Patricia Spann lost custody. 
And she even told investigators she thought her marriage to Missy, Misty was legal because her name was no longer listed on Misty's birth certificate. Oh, she, she's a rocket scientist, isn't she? Oh, yeah. In 2008, uh, Patricia Spann also wed one of her sons, and he had the marriage annulled 15 months later, though citing incest. And the Oklahoman reported that Misty Spann is due back in court next week as part of her plea deal. Uh, You talk about yahoos, man. You know what? If you listen really closely, you're going to hear banjos in the background. Yeah, can you imagine? Well, I bam, thought bam, bam. the marriage was legal. Look, Paul. Because her name wasn't on her certificate. Mm-hmm. Look, right. Paul. I, you know, that's like saying, uh, that's like sending um, a Mother's Day card to your mother saying uh, she's the best mother that gave birth to your daughter. <laughs> yeah. That's him at California for you right there. That's Riverside County, California. Oh, disgusting, disgusting. Ah, Fuji. It's called spiritual retardation. Mm-hmm. Now, this next story is sad. I couldn't it, think of the right word. Sad is just so, so simplistic. It's yeah. just this twenty-year-old. She gouged out her own eyes while in a drug-induced psychosis. Yeah. What makes this interesting in this story, uh, they really so play sad. out mm. the uh, false Christianity, but the, the false Christianity connection here. Yeah, that Christians are, are crazy, like this girl. Like this girl. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, at least a couple of weeks ago, we did a story um, on, a, on a gal who was in front of a church and had gouged out one of her eyes and was holding it in her hand. And I don't know if you remember that. And the pastor came out and they called the police and stuff. And it didn't say anything about her, you know, God telling her to do not do that or anything. But it was interesting that she gouged out her eye in front of this church. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind as we talk about this one. This particular 20-year-old from South Carolina, she gouged out both of her eyes while high on meth. Now, I've arrested thousands of people on methamphetamine. They do a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Never seen anybody gouge out their eyes. Never. Uh, let's see. She was a straight-A student in high school and dropped out regularly because um, um, she used um, alcohol and marijuana. Mm. This, this is not a gateway drug. Mm-mm. No, it totally legalize it. It doesn't lead to nothing. It's, it's like same-sex marriage. It's fine. doesn't lead to nothing. Yeah, so she was she was a smart girl. She got straight A's in school. Yeah. But then uh, she lost her job and her boyfriend, and then she began taking ecstasy and smoking meth in order to cope. Mm. They say that she describes herself as a religious Christian. A religious and, Christian. I think that's... That's interesting. That is yeah, a religious Christian. Mm-hmm. Not a biblical Christian, no. a religious Christian. And she would read the Bible while she was high. She says that she convinced herself that the meth would bring her closer to God. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So do some meth, open up the, the word of God, and that's going to bring you closer. Yeah. And despite multiple attempts to stop using meth, she became addicted to snorting and injecting this stupid drug. And that's hardcore when you're injecting it. Mm-hmm. 
here's what's interesting because she's reading the Bible while high on drugs, thinking she's going to get closer to God. And I, I don't know if she read the uh, the part about uh, pharmakeia or, or what the Bible calls sorcery. Uh, I don't think so. That I don't no, even think our church was teaching that. Yeah. <laughs> that no sorcerer is going to enter into the kingdom of God. Well, the word is pharmakeia. That means drug user. Mm-hmm. It opens you up. Everybody who's who, who's an ex-addict knows that. Everybody. Anyway, her mom encouraged her to go see a uh, you know, psychiatric help. Mm-hmm. And uh, her mother... Re- oh, I'm sorry. She even re- the mother even recorded the conversation that she had with her daughter that her daughter did not want to be in this world. So. Yeah, so kind of suicidal, I guess. Mm-hmm. And while after injecting a large dose of meth... She started hallucinating, and she believed she had to sacrifice her eyes in order to save the world. So she did. Now, here's here's the slam on Christianity, because, well, the people who are writing this don't know the difference between Cheez-Its and Jesus. No, and they're operating under the prince of this world. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to emphasize this. But they said she was high, and she was wandering along a railroad track on her way to her church— and she thought God was asking her to make a sacrifice. So numb to the pain from the drugs, she gouged out her eyes. And uh, anyway, it took several men to subdue her until paramedics arrived you and sedated imagine. her. Yeah. Uh, she's blind now. She mm-hmm. totally took her, her eyes out. Uh, then she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. That's demonic. You see, that's called, they used to call that multi-personality disorder. Well, that's because there's different... Demons live in them. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. And then she was prescribed some uh, medication, which is going to do nothing but suppress the demons until right. they pop back up. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a name for it, Miss Kapow. I never knew this. It's called self-enucleation. I know. It's sad, huh, that they even have to come up with a word. Uh-huh. It's a rare form of self-inflicted injury, usually associated with psychosis. Well, these demons are, um, they're there to kill, steal, and destroy. No? Nope. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they do. So that's uh, that's the story there. Very sad for this gal. And I'm, I'm not making fun of her that she was on drugs and so screwed up or nothing. But um, I thought the article was interesting because they really played the 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 Fultz Christian uh, card. Here's another thing they wrote in the article. They said, Historically, psychiatrists thought self-enucleation was a form of self-inflicted punishment resulting from sexual or Christian religious guilt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and then they go, the act is described in a well-known passage from the Gospel of Matthew. Now, Jesus is not talking about self-enucleation, but they quote him and they say, and if they write, I offend thee, pluck it out and mm-hmm. cast it from thee. Now, that's not plucking your eye out as a sacrifice to God. He's saying, if something is causing you to sin and keep doing it, get rid of it. Get rid of it. But see how they twist it. They twist the word of God. They, they, yeah, they, that's what they do. Yeah. They discredit the word of God. So then people are like, I don't want to read that book or, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Really? And the That's devil, in the Bible? 
Self-enucleation? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the devil has been um, discrediting the word of God since the garden. Yeah. yeah. You know what? They're not going to come and take your Bibles away, folks. Miss Kapow will tell you about that. Mm-hmm. She used to wonder, oh, my gosh, you know, they're going to come to the door. You know, and they take all our Bibles. You better memorize it or you better hide it in the backyard. Yeah, you know? write it down on another piece of paper and, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, no one's ever going to come and knock on your door and confiscate your Bible. No, there's too no many one. people. It's so. never going to be outlawed. Your, your Bible will never be outlawed, folks. You don't need to worry about that. Because what Satan has done through the Jesuits. Which is brilliant, by the way. Absolutely brilliant. All he did is corrupt it. That's why you have so many, um, what do you call it? Translations. Translations, yes. Inversions and all that stuff. All, you do, all he did is corrupt. He just corrupted it little by little. Mm-hmm. Until what you have now is just... It's, watered down. Yeah, watered down. Um, yeah, get yourself a good KJV, an older one, preferably. Don't get anything with a commentary from uh, Schofield or any of that stuff. Don't that stuff was that's nonsense. Just get you a good Bible, read it on your own, and let the Holy Spirit teach you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and you know one of these things. You know, when I'm reading these stories, and um, it just shows you how dumbed down we are too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That we can't use common sense. There's no thinking of anything. Because here it says here that this gal who's now blind, she returned home and is currently adjusting to her new life. And it says here, once she has completed her outpatient psychiatric treatment, 90 days of Narcotics Anonymous and physical therapy, she hopes to return to school and fulfill her dreams of becoming a marine biologist. (laughs) And then it says, although it's been difficult after losing her eyesight, she is staying optimistic. (laughs) Hey, if she didn't do it, why she had her eyes and she preferred meth and uh, slamming dope. You know, now she's going to bring a marine biologist and swim with the dolphins blind. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah. They, but to be a marine biologist takes a lot of science and, you know, yeah, doing research and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to need your eyes for that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the big jellyfish coming at you. No, seriously. Yeah, it just shows you. It's it's like the the guy who uh, gets caught for murder. He was mm-hmm. a good kid, and he was on his way to college. He was going to finish. He was going to get his degree and become a, 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 a political science guy, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but she's going to have to use microscopes and stuff. Yeah, you know, looking at cells and whatnot. Well, see, you know that. You know, you I understand that. You know that. This idiot who wrote this article, it doesn't question that. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just stupid. You know, so it ends on a positive note. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Crazy. And, and, and then she's now she's going to have a, a second career um, reading for the children. Or, you know, let's just do that. You know, she gonna, she's going to be a, she's going to work for lens crafters in the mall. You know, so. it's terrible what the enemy has done. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Spiritually, spiritual disorder. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. 
Okay, I do not like Stephen Hawking. And I know he died the other day. And oh, everybody came out. Every celebrity was crying. Oh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Of all people. Yeah. Really? I don't even think she knows who he is, really. Of course she doesn't. (laughs) She's one of the dumbest people out there. Just a brain dead idiot who sold her soul to Satan so she can have what she can have in this pathetic life. And she's oh, the greatest, whatever he was, black hole guy ever. You know, really? You know, and oh my gosh, you know, they're all sad. You know, what did Stephen Hawking do outside of philosophize? All he did was theorize quantum, what, what would they call it? And that's a big word for just guessing. Yes. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a scientific word for being a philosopher guesser. And so he comes up with this thing about black holes where everybody believed before Hawking that black holes uh, sucked everything in and nothing could escape, even light. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he came along and through mathematics proved without a shadow of a doubt that that's not true, that some light can escape black holes. Really, I'm not lying to you. He was famous for that. Well, let me tell you something. Have any of you ever seen a black hole anywhere? <laughs> do you know where one exists in a laboratory where you can like test it and do the scientific method on it? Research it? No, it's all, they're just thinking this stuff up. It's so stupid. <laughs> and so this guy says, no, you're wrong. I mean, I, I, I guess I can do that if I was a physicist. No, black holes produce Christmas trees. <laughs> That spin counterclockwise. And I have the mathematical formula I can prove to it. prove it. Oh, yeah. You're brilliant. <laughs> oh, so and then this guy, he, he was a nothing dude. You know, everybody feels sorry for him because at age 21, he got, you know, this neurological muscle thing disorder. And uh, he was only supposed to live two years. He lived all these years. Well, that's because he sold out. And he even, he even said, you know, when he was going to, he wrote 15 books, by the way. 15 books. There's only one he's famous for. And that's the one that says a history of everything or something like that. Mm. Um, A brief history of time is what it was called. I'm sorry. And he wrote that in 1988. And he even said, he said, I want to see this at every airport newsstand. So what are you willing to do for that? Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's just like the celebrity or the rapper or the musician or anybody else who says, I want to be famous. I want to be the biggest guy in Hollywood. I want to be Kim Kardashian. I want to do this. I want to, what are you willing to give? I'll show you all the kingdoms of the earth. If you'll bow down and worship for me, I'll give you those. I'll give you my soul. Yeah. Basically what they're saying. Yeah. And it's been going on for a long time. For thousands of years. So this guy's no different just because he's, they call him a professor. He's no different. So he writes this book, 1988, A Brief History of Time, which is very anti-Christ and anti-God, by the way. And he sells more than 10 million copies. Wow. 10 million. And and he even says, this is, he even quotes this. He says, most people have never finished reading it. And the it's parts, so good. Yeah. They want it to last. Yeah. And the parts <laughs> that they have read, they don't understand. So let me ask you something logically. Yeah. Here's a little logic. If I gave you something, if I wrote something, and you couldn't understand what I wrote, and you couldn't even finish reading it, 
how can it then sell 10 million copies of something that no one understands? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, it? you have to have help. And he had help. See, because in this book, he talks about the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. He talks about, oh, he mentions the word God, but it ain't your God, folks. It ain't your God. He doesn't believe in a creator God. No, you know doesn't. what he said? He says this in his book, and he said, that time and space, everything came about with a big bang. It had something to do with gravity. So the question is, well, who made gravity? Who made who made this stuff that made the big bang, right? But he goes, that's, that's the beginning of everything. Not God, a big bang, right? Remember, it's a theory, big bang theory. That's how it began. And then he says to look beyond that, like, like if there's a God or something created that, to look beyond that is like, going to the North Pole and looking for another mile north. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't worry about it. Just stop there. And wouldn't you know what? That this guy was, well, he was on The Simpsons. I don't know how you star on The Simpsons because it's a cartoon, but he was on The Simpsons. And lo and behold, he was on The Big Bang Theory. (gasps) No. Yes. (laughs) And I got to confess something to you folks. When that show first came out, Big Bang Theory, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought Sheldon was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like most shows, the first one or two seasons are pretty good. And then it just goes, yeah. to, it goes to crap from, you know, then on. And, uh, but do you remember Sheldon's mother? She was a, a right wing Christian yes. religious gal. Remember that? And yeah. she'd always talk about Jesus. And of course he was, you know, they, they mocked that even way, you know, yeah. they were mocking that. And, um, in fact, that opening a Big Bang Theory, the the show, Miss Capel couldn't even watch it Mm-mm. because she knew something was wrong with that weird flashing. Yeah, they did. And then if you think about oh, all the God. Antichrist stuff they did on it, anyway. So I, you know, I confessed I got involved in that, and I, I did like that first season. For, and then I went, ooh, ooh this is not didn't good. know so, good. So now I, I don't watch any of that stuff. But that's you know, I was a little more ignorant back then. He was on Star Trek. Woo. Um. Anyway. Well, I wonder what he's thinking now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he's thinking about God now. I, I wonder what he's thinking about now. He actually said, he actually said that to think of of a God that is going to have the good guys win and the bad guys lose and to think of eternity. He said this, to think of eternity it's just wishful thinking. Mm. So you tell me if he was a good guy or not. He wasn't. Nope. He's a God hater. He's a God hater. Exactly. And yet his book, his most famous book out of 15 books, A Brief History of Time. How arrogant are you? Because I have a book too. Mm-hmm. I have a book that tells me exactly when time came about. And that was on the third day. Or was it the fourth day, Miss Capel? Fourth the fourth day when the sun and the moon and the stars were created for keeping seasons and time. That's when time, our time as we know it, God's not bound to the sun, the moon and the stars. 
But this guy's going to give us a brief history of time. I have a book that tells me how it all became, and it wasn't through a big bang. It was by his word. All things came into existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, um, I, I've never been a friend of his. I don't even think he was real, to tell you the truth. I think he died a long time ago. And I think this thing rolling around on a, on a wheelchair was just a synthetic. Come on, he talked to that, that computer box through his cheek? That's like that girl wanting to be a marine biologist. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I probably offended somebody down there. Like, well, you're nice. Well, take what you want. He's take what you want. (laughs) But he woke up today, and it wasn't in heaven. Because you can't say blasphemous things and hard sayings against God. Nope. And then expect to. uh, Well, you know, he called him. He called him a neuron, but he still worshiped God by another name. There's only one way, and that guy didn't go through that one way. Nope. One more, Miss Kapow. One more. You know what this one is? Yes. You know, you know that new movie, the 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 Shape of Water. You know what that's about? I, you know, apparently that's some woman who. Uh, yeah, she's a um she she befriends this um what do you call it? Creature a, of the black humanoid moon. amphibian. Yeah. <laughs> and uh she tries to save it from being um exploited and having um experiments done to it. And so then they develop a relationship, a very close relationship. And it goes on and on like that. So she makes love to uh, the uh, creature of the Black Lagoon. Nasty. Is that true? She has sex with the creature of the Black Lagoon, but they, they cleaned him up, and now they, they gave it a new name called The Shape of Water. But it's still the creature from the Black Lagoon, folks. Yeah. Another it's an flesh. alien humanoid extra, uh, I won't say terrestrial because he's on the earth, um, submersible, whatever it is. But it's another type of flesh. Yes. Remember the, the, the word says that if you're joined to one of these things, you're one flesh with that thing. Yeah. Nasty. It's uh, Sodom and Gomorrah went after strange flesh. Uh, the scripture you read too in the beginning. Yeah. About being. Unequally yoked. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this movie's about. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to read you the gory details. I'm just going to. It's nasty. So, you know, uh, this is called a review of the shape of water from a guy who, drum roll please, had sex with a dolphin. Yeah, that's nasty. You see, because (laughs) in in the movie, this guy's dolphin, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this guy, you know what? I I, I was about to use a cuss word. This guy is such a piece of mm, work. That and I'm not going to read it to you. He describes, you know, how this dolphin oh. seduced him. Come, you know what I oh. mean? Oh, 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 it's horrible, horrible. This guy's name is Malcolm Brenner, and he says I find a dolphin a lot more sexy than that thing was, according to the movie. Right? Um, yeah this this guy needs he needs a uh, he needs a dirt map. Yeah, he needs some lead poisoning, I think. Yeah, what this is something else. He in 2010, he was a journalist, Malcolm J. Brenner. He released an audio audio. He released an auto 
biographical novel that was called Wet Goddess. Oh, Lord. Wet Goddess. No, 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 no. A few years later, he was the subject of an award-winning documentary called Dolphin Lover. How do you think he got there and got his fames, folks? Because he worshipped the God of Heaven? No. If you bear down and wish me, I give you all the crap kingdom in the world. <laughs> That's exactly how Satan sounds. He does. I've heard very his voice wimpy. before. Yes, I've heard his voice before, and he sounds like, yeah. yeah very I'm wimpy. a fallen angel. I'm the devil. People worship me because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, I'm going to get thrown in the leg fire like them. We're all going to be together forever. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be God, but I guess I couldn't. <laughs> Oh, Did yeah. Loser. Yeah. Ugh. Satan and his works. My goodness. And what did Christ do? Christ came to what? Expose and destroy the works of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. So anyway, both his book, his novel, and the, the uh, documentary Dolphin Lover explore a period of the 1970s in which this dude became famous. Because he fell in love with and ultimately made love to a dolphin named Dolly. <laughs> I kid you not. It's disgusting. And it says as he was rocketing toward a sensational sort of renown. You see what I'm saying? It's not a theory for me. This is a fact. People who get famous for nothing and stupid stuff because they worship the boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brenner also became the subject of a number of thick. Uh, think pieces and interviews and you see the agenda that gets out mm-hmm. his agenda gets out uh this is in the 70s of course today now this is acceptable this is fine men are kissing men and women are kissing women heck mothers are, are marrying both sons and daughters they're having sex with ata machines or anything else they want uh, there's there's sex bots and and pornography and, and pedophilia Anybody who's anybody is a is a pedophile. It's okay. The dolphin wanted it. The dolphin wouldn't have been in the water if she didn't want it. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So eh, anyway, uh, this is called interspecies dolphin sex. And so after this movie and stuff, Brenner's name slowly had faded from the national conversation, but now it's coming back up. Because Guillermo, Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro, I used to have some Toro sprinklers on my front lawn. They were pretty good. He made The Shape of Water. It's a movie about a mute woman who falls in love and ultimately makes love to a strapping humanoid amphibian. And guess what? It won the Best Picture Academy Award. Yes. And that was that one clip that we saw and everyone was crying because he won. Remember? <laughs> yeah. That. It was like. Really? That light in the loafers guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in 70, I'm not going to read. Yeah, see. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was a college sophomore, and he was given access to the uh, Florida Land uh, theme park to take photos for a book about a dolphin show. And there he claims Dolly the dolphin began courting him. Oh, for the love of pizza. And I'm not going to read exactly because he goes into detail what yeah, uh, they no, did. Fucci. That's just nasty. Um, so anyway, after some time, Brenner and Dolly consummated their relationship. 
And then he talks about how they did that. And Brenner eventually moved away and Dolly was sent to an aquarium in Mississippi where she later died. Heartbroken, obviously, because she couldn't have sex with this human. Thank um, God. Brenner is a thinking person's zoophile or zoophile. He draws a careful distinction between zoophiles and mere bestialists. You see the you see the 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 similarities between this and pedophilia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See pedophiles, pedophiles they're they're pedophiles. They they love the children, they love the little girl, they love the little boy. They're not just raping them like some pervert, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this guy's saying. I. I'm not. I'm not performing bestiality. Mm-mm. I'm not just not. boinking an animal. A zoophile or a zoophile loves the animal, right? And that makes it better. Yeah. Because two men could be married together because they love each other. <laughs> so gross. It's uh, love. Uh, Who are you to stop in the way of love, Mr. Kapow? Uh, Make me a love wedding cake. So he says there's a distinction between a zoophile and a mere bestialist. Noting in Dolphin Lover that the latter, a bestialist, might just have sex with an animal and walk away. You know, look at, there's a cute little lamb. Oh. I'm going to have my way with it. And uh, I'll never see it again. Okay. While the former, a a a zoophile, a zoophile, is someone who has tender... Or carrying emotions for their animal partner. How big <laughs> is it? My fist is my hand is balling up in a fist. Uh-huh. I just uh... mm-hmm. so anyway, he doesn't think anyone is necessarily born with these particular sexual proclivities. That runs counter to the dogma of a of a number of other zoophiles, zoophiles. In the documentary, Brenner explains that he believes his zoophilia is a result of the very... Now, here's the key right here, folks. You want to know where the demons came in? They didn't come in the day he jumped in the pool with Dolly the dolphin. No. Here's where the demons came in. He believes his zoophilia, or love for animals, or the dolphin, is the result of, quote, the very intense physical and sexual abuse, end of quote, Mm-hmm. He claims to have suffered in early childhood trauma. Yep. At the hands of psychologist Albert Duval, a student of the controversial psycho um, analyst Wilhelm Reich. He says, German. Yeah. Quote I think I found animals to be a safe and secure repository, really, <laughs> for my sexual desires. Okay. And that's where the demons came in. Mm-hmm. What what you said, Ms. Capel, childhood trauma, mm-hmm. trauma, trauma. They come in with the trauma, whether physical, uh, mental, emotional trauma. That's, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we can go on and on. We're not going to do that. And um, so nasty. he reviews the movie, gives his opinion because he actually had sex with, uh, another species that makes him an expert makes him an expert uh, for us it's just another disgusting story showing the spiritual disorder and disillusion of of this uh, matrix 
mm. that we're involved in. It's disgusting. It's just. Uh, any more blue pills to pass out? I don't got no more blue pills. Girl, you got no more blue pills to, to no pass out. You take the red pill. You never go back. And then you're singing the song, Doctor, My Eyes. My eyes have seen the pain or whatever it is. Yeah. You're crying for the doctor. Heal your eyes. I see too much. Miss mm. Capal, you got anything to add? No. Shall we go get a cheese sandwich? Sure. All right. Give him a-